Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You can't stick your nose into something that you don't understand. Still you wonder who's cheating who and who's being true. Who don't even care Dropping the green flag on racing and motorsports coverage. It's Revved Up ATX from the horn where Austin talks racing. Ah, well done, Ty. Well done, Ty, as we go talking about uh, some penalties, possible cheating in NASCAR. Who's cheating who? The original version from way back in the early 80s right there, Charlie McLean, of course, always uh, the, the go-to, it seems like, on that one, Bobby. Everybody goes to the Alan Jackson remake of all of that, but a uh, lovely lady named Charlie McLean laid that down way back around 1980, somewhere uh Somewhere in my daddy's house, I've got a 45 sitting around on Epic Records with Charlie McClain singing that great tune right there. Look at you trying to work with Ty, digging into the past, right? You're showing your age now. Uh, Ty, not so much. Ty, the music connoisseur, uh, always gets this great sound in the in the mornings when we're here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, I was expecting the Alan Jackson one myself. But, hey, you know what? what? I'll take the classic today. I'm impressed. I'm very impressed uh, that, that he found that one right there. Uh, well done. Ty's a good old country boy. I think that's a good part about it right there, that, uh, that he's a good country dude. And, of course, he lays that down right there. Uh, Give him a follow uh, on Twitter at Texas Guy Ty. Bobby is at Bobby Chaffee. I'm at the Rodney R. The show on Instagram and Twitter at Revved Up ATX. We got that fixed. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, and of course, the station at the Horn ATX as we roll along, coming off of Coda. Great discussion right there in the uh, first segment, talking about uh, the ins and outs right there, the Suarez thing, uh, Tyler Reddick winning the race, uh, good, good restarts, everything that happens. Now they're on to Richmond. Got to talk about. Uh, we we touched on it a little bit during our our pre race and everything that we did over the weekend uh, last weekend there at Coda, where uh, with the penalties that we saw w- with Hendrick Motorsports uh, with with the hood louvers and everything happening right there. Well, you, you get in and, and here here we go. This NASCAR is pissed, Bobby, and I, I got to tell you, I don't really blame them. You know when you get when you get the National Motorsports Appeals Panel that comes in, NASCAR really trying to lay down the law right here. Here comes the appeals panel with 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 kelly housby dixon johnston and our man bill lester who has been on this show before they go in and they overturn part of that part of that the fine still in place hundred thousand dollars a piece for for each team all of that the the crew chiefs are still you know they're, they're still thrown out but the the points the point penalties are gone and i mean i guess that's a big deal right i mean i guess no, it's a super big deal. I mean, you go back and listen to the archives, all all the shows there at hornfm.com. We talked about it. The only reason that Hendrick did this appeal was to get the points back or to get some of the points back. They ended up getting all the points back because if you really think about it, they just paid $400,000 to cheat. 
if you really think about the way that that shakes yep. out, four hundred thousand dollars a cheat. But if you take away the chance of the the way the contracts are written and stuff like that, the bonuses for making the playoffs and getting into certain rounds of the playoffs, the point reduction is is massive. Now if they got it back, that completely changed the landscape of the top sixteen in points. Well, and here's the other. Here's kind of the 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 my my you know counter argument on all of that. Kyle Larson's going to get in. I mean, Larson's going to get in. Bowman's going to get in. Uh, Chase Elliott, when he comes back, is is going to get in. And that that is the is the thing where where folks are like, you know, I mean, they're going to win. They're going to win because all of that, uh, you know, the top thirty thing is gone. I mean, you don't have to be in the top thirty anymore. Um, you know, William Byron, Willie B are already in anyway. You know, you know, with everything that he's done right there. I just, um, to me, it is awful weird that w- we go and we look that a hundred thousand dollars a piece for the teams, and it, it's not that big a deal. More, more about the points. When to me, it it wasn't really that big a deal. I, I guess the playoff points, uh, ten playoff points each team had gotten you know docked 10 playoff points when they threw them out but it um i don't know man it um i totally understand nascar's frustration because they what they're trying to do is equalize the field as much as possible but when you have this committee this is kind of like the 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 bowl selection committee or, or whatever we call it with college football where these people that are doing whatever i mean i know who bill lester is i'm not sure who the rest of the people are but I mean, I get that, but I think the argument for Hendrick is they didn't actually compete with him. I'm assuming that's what really put this thing over the top. Well, we don't know if they didn't compete with him because they didn't check it when William Byron won that first race. So they could have, uh, maybe have, but also I just think that, um, I mean, it seems like the appeals panel is actually giving the way, giving the money back or giving the, uh, not the money back, the giving points. the points back yeah. the last couple of times. So. The one that's going to be interesting is what are they going to do with Colic? Colic had the exact same penalty. They had the exact same fine points, all that stuff. And they have an appeal set up. So obviously, you want one would tell yourself that Colic's going to get their points back. They're they still going better. to have to pay the $100,000 fine, but something's got to tell you that Colic's going to get back in the points. They better. And this is really where it uh, where it is. And here's the whole thing. This is where NASCAR, let's say that they don't. I mean, let's say that, that the Colic stuff sticks. Um, this is where NASCAR can be like, well, you know, not on us. I mean, we issued the fines. I mean, we issued the the points penalties, the the, the dollars and all of that. And they can kind of walk away from that. And this is where NASCAR looks okay because it's more on the appeals thing. But I, I just, um, I don't know. It, um, the the, I don't know. A, a little bit of this to me kind of kind of takes some of the validity away from what from what the car is intended to do. And I totally get, I, I think the underlying thing that we talked about it, and we talked about this on Saturday, I think it was to where these parts, they're single sourced. And if, if there is a little bit of gray area there, if you need to modify these things or do whatever the hell you need to do to them, there needs to be something in place to where that happens. It, it, and the teams need to be better. I mean, Bobby, we know how this is. You're, you're a racer. I'm a racer. You go in there. If something needs to be done, you just do it. You just do it and you make it work. And that's where NASCAR's trying to nip that in the bud. And 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 I don't know. This I, I just hope that we're not in a precedent to, you know, we're we were talking about with Chase Elliott with the uh you know, with him being able to the waiver. I hope this isn't something to where anytime something happens where there's a fine, there's points and all this, it's gonna get overturned. That, that kind of defeats the purpose in my opinion. 
Well, it does kind of compete the purpose of having the fines and the point penalties for cheating. Uh, now, we did see for the first time ever last year, got somebody thrown out for a win, mm-hmm. first and second place. Denny Hamlin lost a, lost a victory. Uh, that was refreshing to see. Uh, but this time, it's something different. They didn't technically, we don't know if they ran it in the race that they won at Las Vegas. We don't know. Uh, chances are they probably did. They were probably there, but NASCAR may have caught it. Uh, I, I think that was the biggest uh, point of contention for Hendrick is that they called it on a Friday afternoon test session, yeah. not so much on a, on an on-track inside the race weekend type of deal. So I th- I just think that's the way – I just think that's what they had to go with just because of the fact – if you think about it, that's the only argument they've got because there really wasn't anything else. The case for NASCAR was kind of cut and dry. Yeah, and and here's where and, – and this is where NASCAR is going to be in, in a very tough situation because – the. The, the teams are kind of nudging on them to be like, okay, single source parts, you know, there needs to be some flexibility and all this. And, and this is where NASCAR is going to have to dig their heels in, you, you know, with, with France and all these guys and, uh, and Steve and all that to, to where they need to be like, okay, we're, we're not going to give in. We're not going to give in to, to the pressure of you guys wanting us to, to make this to where we can, we can uh, modify this or, or we can do this or whatever because it, it, it totally ruins the intent of, of what they're trying to do. And I, I think that, that if they stand their ground with that, that that's going to be what, what – um, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what to think about this. I, I think there's a lot of heat that's going to be on NASCAR, but, but they've they got, they, they got to dig the heels in right now. I mean, I, I still think they're on course. I mean, you know, they don't mess with the points, don't or don't mess with the single source parts. I mean, I think that's the way that it is. They did it to Brad Keselowski last year. They did it to Front Row Motorsports and Michael McDowell when one of the rear uh, diffusers was was modified a little bit. So they stuck to the guns at least as far as the the dollar amount does. I'm I'm surprised that Hendrick got all the points back. I expected him to get some points back with the appeal committee. I just didn't expect him to get all of it back. I'm glad you mentioned uh, RFK. So if you're Brad Keselowski and Jack Roush and and all and, and Fenway, what are you thinking right now? If I'm them, that uh, that sucks. I'm, I mean, I'm pissed off. Yeah, they they laid the freaking hammer on them last year, and, and I mean immediately out of the box. It's like boom. Remember we talked about it. It's like okay, they're going to make an example out of them, and then here we are. Um, to, to me, if I'm them, I'm like, I'm on the phone and I'm like, wait a minute. Wh- what is this? I mean, that, 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 that's some bull jiving as Shannon, Shannon Sharp says. I mean, it definitely, uh, it definitely was the point of contention in terms of when, when we were looking at it on race hub and some of the conversations we saw with national media outlets, uh, some of the people we talked to in the media center kind of said the same thing that Roush got the raw end of the deal there last year when it happened. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think that, um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, if I'm Roush, I'm pissed. Uh, yeah. but I mean, that, that's what, what can you do? Right. I mean, that's why the, that's why the college racing appeal is going to be so unique to see whether or not they get all their points back too. Well, and they better because, and this is where, where I really go back to. And I hope that we don't see things start to change with the intent of what NASCAR is trying to do right here. And, and again, I, I am not, I am not saying anything. NASCAR did what they need to do. I, I mean, NASCAR is, is totally in the right right here. It's just appeals thing. And there, there's a lot of the, the appeals committee or, or whatever it's called. It's the three folks that made the decision. There's a lot of people beating NASCAR up about, this nascar didn't do anything wrong i mean nascar issued the fines nascar issued the points penalties it was a totally different um 
entity there that went in and overturned that. And I see a lot of folks beating them up, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. They, they did what they thought was right. Somebody else, a third party, as we call it, went in and changed that. I mean, NASCAR hadn't done anything wrong here. Well, they're the ones that set up the appeal panel. I mean, when they started well, cracking down on the rules, yeah, they made but, it a, a point to be able to counteract the decisions by NASCAR. So at the end, they created their own monster. Well, and and and, and I guess that that, but that's not the argument that I'm hearing. I'm hearing NASCAR screwed this up. Well, I guess maybe they did. I, I mean, I don't know. It. Um, <laughs> I, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I just, saying. Bobby, I just wait to see who's going to be next. Um, and where I really go in, and I hope that they're not going to sit here and start changing all this and, and allowing whatever. And, okay, well, let's do this. Corey LaJoy has been a great story this year. To see him competitive, to see him in the, in the top 10, and to see him, what, what did he get, 11th at Coda, I think it was, 11th or 12th, mm -hmm. to see that team competitive, um, to see Rick Ware racing, you know, being somewhat competitive and all of that, that was the intent of this car and the single source, whatever, and, and everything that we're watching. That, that needs to continue happening. And, um, man, we just got uh, to keep that in place. Got to keep that in place. I think it will be. I mean, I think that the uh, the way that it's shaping out to be the way that some of this stuff is shook out, uh, it's it's not going to make Corey LaJoy win top five, run top five every single week, but he's moved up from running 25th every week to running 15th. That's right. Maybe they can get a little bit better. Maybe start running, competing for top 12s, top 10s. There's a huge amount of change in competition between 20th to 10th in points. Yeah. The closer you get to the top 10, that's when you start getting into the back end of the playoffs when you got 16 drivers right there with the 16. Usually it's the way the 16-point guys are the ones that make it into the playoffs. So that's a huge jump for that team to go from running top 25 to 20s now to consistently running inside the top 15. Will they make the playoffs? I still don't think they will because uh, they're based on points. They won't be, won't be high enough in the points. But it's a great story to see somebody that's a hard worker, blue-collar racer like Corey LaJoy doing good things on the racetrack. Yeah, no doubt. And that, that fully serves the intent of uh, the intent of what uh, they were hoping uh, to pull off here, they being NASCAR. Big weekend coming up at Texas Motor Speedway right down the road. Uh, super cool for the trucks. Uh, we got to give a lot of love. Our man, Caden Honeycutt, we talked to him on Monday. 15th place finish there in the, uh, in the Roper Racing car quest uh chevrolet silverado or ford uh good good run right there for him and, and and that's super cool and he gets to go home to texas our man logan bearden with a solid 20 second finish at uh at coda as well really cool to see those guys out there racing it'll be the uh the nascar craftsman trucks the speedycash.com 250 indy cars will be the main event coming up on uh, sunday with the uh, ppg 375 at the great american speedway uh and and here we go uh, season opener for TMS, and I like this. I like this setup a lot to where to where you get the trucks. The trucks, the trucks could have a great race in a funeral procession. That's just the way they race. I mean that they can pull that off. IndyCar, there is nothing better than an IndyCar race on a high speed oval like uh, like TMS. I think this is a great setup. We talked to Mark Faber a, a couple of weeks ago, and and um, TMS needs a really good year, man. We need a good year for TMS. Well, they need they need a, a good year. They need some great racing. They need lots of things at TMS uh, yeah. to get the the feeling back that it was a couple of years ago. We love going there. The staff is great. Uh, the new the new GM up there is doing really good things. They're making a lot of progress with the new belly up bars and some of the changes they're making aesthetically and stuff like that. 
The problem is the competition on racetrack has not been as good as it has been in the past, and I think the truck race is going to be pivotal to that. Uh, if it's going to get a little hot and slick this weekend, uh, that bodes well for a really good truck race because the way that it times out, the trucks are running that afternoon session. Yep. So it's going to be a little hot, a little greasy. That's when the truck races have always been the best at TMS when that track is hot and greasy. Yeah, and and I do think that you know we go into this uh, lo looking at the Indy cars and a great start. You know, obviously they 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 run the first race at St. Pete. Now they go to the Oval. Uh, you know, so many so many guys that that you can talk about with this. I mean, the Penske cars. I mean, Ganassi. Everybody. It. Um, Errol McLaren. I, I'm really excited to see those cars hit the racetrack because I, I think. This is a, there are so many guys that can that that can be a contender in this race. Um, who do you think? I mean, you got to go with Dixon. I, I mean, you look at Scott Dixon, Will Power. I mean, so many guys that have been so good there at TMS. But you know, when we go to the youngsters, I mean, Alexander Rossi now with his new team with Errol McLaren. Uh, curious to see what he may you know how he comes out of the box. Um, but all of them. I, I mean, e even the guys that we may consider you know road course guys. It uh, TMS that uh, this is, this is going to be a pretty stacked field right here with the Indy cars. I think it will be. I mean, I think it's going to be a great race just because of the fact that way it falls on the schedule. They're in the earlier portion of the year. They don't have as much PJ one to try to race around there. So there should be some better passing zones, better passing yeah. opportunities. there going into the corners and coming out of the corners. But in terms of overall competition, that's what I want to see on the oval. I want to see it. It, it. That's the reason why it's wide open. It's hard. You can throw four or five guys up on a wall to see what sticks, and there's no telling who's going to go. Yeah. I'm like you. I'm interested in the McLarens to see how well they run on the oval. I want to see what Alexander Rossi is going to do in this new ride that's supposed to be the best ever. Uh, so we'll see. I think Pitsky's going to be strong like they always are. New Garden's really good at Texas. Uh, Will Power's really good here. Doesn't always have the best luck. Uh, at TMS, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a really good race. I'm looking forward. Like I said, TMS needs they need a shot in the arm and they need something good. And I think they may have found the right timing of the year. Yeah, and might find the, the timing of the two series coming together to make for a really good weekend. And I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the PJ one because uh, honestly, in my opinion, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to tell Mark Faber this when we're talking to him, but that that really is the problem right now. That so much of that stuff is sitting right there, and it. Um, you know, how, how do you get rid of that stuff? I mean, you can't scrape. The, I guess you could scrape that stuff off, but it. Um, I, I, I and and I am optimistic, Bobby, this year with for the NASCAR stuff as we get you know later with with the uh, Echo Park Automotive Four Hundred, you know, the playoff race. I am hoping that the fact that NASCAR that the Cup cars. Uh, are not going to be there during the season. I mean, with the with with the changes in the car, and I know that the downforce packages and all and all that has nothing to do with TMS. But I'm hoping that the fact that they're not going to be there earlier in the year will enhance that race. There's not a notebook that we talk about, so maybe that that's going to be the shot that we need for that. But but they got to hit a home run first with this weekend, and, and I hope that that folks go out there and and they're a part of that because that, that's a great. Uh, I tell you, it 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 kills me when people swear off TMS because we've been there since the beginning, and to to see to see all that and 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 now with everything happening in Fontana, I said it on a podcast. I'm like, look, you guys want to bitch and moan about TMS? You're gonna drive by there one day, and it's gonna be an industrial park, and then you're really gonna miss that place, boring or not. Yeah, that's the way it's going to be. Tickets still available for this weekend. Uh, TexasMotorSpeedway.com is going to be the best way to get your tickets. So uh, still some stuff there. Probably uh, too late for everybody in Austin to get to the truck race this afternoon. 
Uh, but definitely uh, got enough time to. The, it's an early start for the Indy cars tomorrow. Uh, but if you still want to get last minute tickets to go up for a good uh, road trip, uh, that'd be a great place to do it uh, with Texas Motor Speedway and the IndyCar Series. That's right. Speedycash.com 250 coming up in just a couple of hours at TMS. Tomorrow, the main event, it'll be the PPG 375 for the NTT IndyCar Series. When we come back, we will dive in to Pit Stop News and Notes, places for races. It is a loaded weekend as we dive in post-CODA. By the way, we'll talk about another event coming up at Coda in uh, Pit Stop Knees and Notes as it never stops out there. It's blowing and going. This is Revved Up ATX on the Horn. It's 1049-1019 FM, AM 1260. Gotta love that AM. Streaming on the Horn app in your smart speaker and at hornfm.com. From the short tracks to the super speedways, from two wheels to four wheels, it's Revved Up ATX on the Horn with Bobby Chaffee and Rodney Rodriguez. This is where Austin talks racing. It is where Austin talks racing, and we are, um, I, I think, a uh, post-CODA hangover. I guess we still are uh, after a just amazing weekend of action out at Circuit of the Americas is NASCAR in town and delivered, totally delivered. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. Good Saturday morning. Behind the glass, it is Texas Tide guy, Ty Henderson, Showtime Bobby Chaffee across the way. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. We look forward to talking a little bit of racing with you. Uh, fastest hour on Austin Radio as we get set to dive in. We'll recap all of the action uh, from Circuit of the Americas. We'll dive into that. Uh, obviously, that's the uh, most important part. Uh, a little bit later on in the program, we got to dive into uh, some of the the, 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 the the penalty stuff with Hendrick Motorsports from prior has become a story. We'll talk about that. Also got a preview IndyCar and the trucks at Texas Motor Speedway. Of course, we always do places for races and pit stop news and notes. All of that in a jam-packed hour of the or of Revved Up ATX 1049-1019 AM1260 streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Bobby, how you doing, man? Are you uh, are you over the Coda fun just yet, my friend? I still have a little bit of code of glow, so to speak. I, I think that the racing was really good. Still reading all the different articles about how much of a cluster that race was at the end. But I'm like you, all in all, that race, that first before we got to that first overtime, I thought the race was the best race of the year. Uh, not just because it was locally homegrown, but I just think the action throughout the field was good. I think Fox was able to showcase some of the racing action that wasn't right up at the front of the field. Guys were having good runs, moving through traffic. So all in all, I thought it delivered on everything that I look for when I determine whether or not a race is really good or not. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I think everything was there. You had good competition. You had uh, the back and forth stuff. And, and and I mean, for crying out loud, you know, folks want to complain about the end of that. But had that run in one restart or had we not had overtime, you know, you'd have all of that mess happening there as well. But uh, we'll, we'll dive into that and uh, – and, and get you all, uh, and we got some great sound as well. Uh, Stu was actually, uh, I think you and Stu were both at the uh, at the uh, post race press conference. We've got uh, some some sound there from the winner, Tyler Reddick. If you've been under a rock, uh, that was actually the winner there at uh, Coda. Before we dive in, I always got to hit the whole shot, and I do want to dive in, Bobby. Josh uh, Josh Williams. We haven't talked a lot about him with uh, with his. Uh, 
infraction. Had to had to sit out a race because NASCAR told him to park his stuff at Atlanta, and that's exactly what he did. He parked it right on the start finish line. But uh, I think this is a great example. When so now he's got uh, parking guidance systems. It's going to sponsor his number ninety two DGM Chevrolet Camaro there on the uh, Xfinity side. But uh, I think that that while I don't totally agree with what he did, I think that this is a, a great example of where NASCAR. Um, all of this happens. He did this. Uh, they're letting him go. They're letting him. It's like, go with it. Go with it. I mean, I know that we've had in the past where things happened, but uh, the, nothing, nothing hitting the brakes on this guy doing his thing. Actually, I bought the shirt that says park it. Uh, I hadn't come in yet. It was a, a kind of an expensive shirt. It was $28 plus $6.50 in shipping. Uh, I don't have no idea when it's coming in, but I went ahead and ordered it just because I thought it was a great story. Probably on back order. Uh, Probably on back order. Yeah, probably. Uh, and so I, it, it goes to a good cause too. It goes towards uh, some children's hospital stuff. The proceeds and stuff go to it. So it's, it's not like it's a money maker to pay for the car or anything. But it was a, uh, it was a polarizing story, dude. I mean, we saw it everywhere from Sports Illustrated. Every racing outlet covered it. I even saw it on uh, on the news on a news feed on Facebook for some random sports site that never covers racing at all. So it was a polarizing story. And uh, but you know, good for Josh Williams to get the pub out of it. Sure, he had to sit out a race, but NASCAR had to do something. They can't just let him park it, get out of his car, and walk to pit road. So they had to do something. I, I think that the uh, I agree with the suspension, not so much the penalty, like the fines that would have been there. Just because even though Denny Hamlin said he'd pay for the fines. That's a small team. They can't afford those fines, right. even if somebody else is paying for it. Yeah. And and speaking of fines, I mean, obviously, coming out of Coda, you had the uh, situation there with uh, Daniel Suarez where he was unhappy with, with some stuff. And, and now he's got a fine, a $50,000 fine uh, that, that he has as he runs up into the back of uh, Alex Bowman and then into the back of his teammate, Ross Chastain, and all of that. So so they're staying consistent. They're, they're being very consistent. We'll talk about the Hendrick stuff later because that's a, a more in-depth, uh, situation right there but it um i mean to me that that's a, a lot of folks are hammering nascar for, for the josh williams thing for the suarez thing and we can dive into that right now uh, i mean i think the thing with suarez that, that, that's a byproduct of what we watched with that uh, with that racing right there you had guys all on top of each other and you really don't know what's going on until you go and you watch this thing after the fact daniel suarez obviously pissed off but it um it's kind of one of those things, man. Uh, I mean, this isn't boys have at it, but uh, they're, they're letting them do their thing. And and 50K, that's a lot of money to you and me. But to them, um, at least there was no points, none of that for Suarez. Well, I, I think that Daniel had every right to be upset and pissed off. I mean, he was running in the top five all day. Right. Now, the, the crazy part about Formula, or Formula One, the crazy part about turn one going into Coda is they can get up to seven wide we thought they would get that wide and they sure did but the problem is it has to funnel down to at least two wide yeah and there's not enough room to go too wide on more than a 90 degree corner yeah. so he got he got you know the wreck came from behind him two or three cars back bowman got into him spun him around he went from a top five finish uh potentially to running you know mid-20s so he had every right to be pissed uh Team owner Justin Mark said that he's okay with this situation, despite the fact there was contact between the two cars, the two track house cars. Said he'd rather have them fight up, fired up, and be upset that they don't win than be, you know, just okay with just a subtle day, right? Not not making any noise. So uh, Alex Bowman was not happy with it, but I mean, you know, I think NASCAR made the right call 
some people are upset about it. Why? And then other people are like, man, he should, should be suspended because he used his car as a weapon on pit road. I, I saw the video. You've seen the video. It doesn't look like it was that bad of a bump. Well, uh, just a little love tap, really. Well, I, I think the thing was where they're going back to is there were, you know, officials and people there. And I, and I do want to say, I would, I want to say one thing. I was talking to some folks on pit road throughout the weekend. You, you know, I like to, 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 to go entrench into pit road. People, if you're going to the race, you have got to pay attention to what's going on over there because these guys are, are coming full board. I, I seriously, I almost saw Jimmy Johnson. There's a dude standing out with his phone paying no attention to what's going on on the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson comes barreling up off of in practice and or qualifying and just kind of and stops because this guy's out there taking selfies and doing all this. This is how you we talk about all the access and everything that we get to have at a NASCAR race. Man, we got to be better with that because it's like there's a lot of things going on out there. And when teams are moving stuff around, get out of their way. I mean, be be more. You're not at the country club for crying out loud i mean be more cognizant of what's going on because it, it th that could get rough i mean that jimmy johnson thing ser seriously uh, i mean one of the security guys like was that guy on his phone i said yes and he went and ran out to the guy you know after the fact but uh, come on man that, that's crazy the security guy should have been more on it anyway they kept him well, from being the, that close yeah, on his the, phone the, they but. had they had folks down there I, I mean they're all spread out through there but um, I may, I may have been with one of the lead guys. He, he was like extremely irritated with that, but, but I saw that all weekend. I saw that all weekend. And, and, and again, that that's just something else, but, uh, um, you got to know what's going on around there because it, it, it's a lot. Speaking of the restarts. So Tyler Reddick wins that race. Um, he was talking in the media center after the race, talking about the restarts. Uh, let's get some of his thoughts about uh, exactly how those restarts were shaking out. Of course, you had three overtimes uh, in that cup race. And uh, let, let's get the thoughts of the winner, Tyler Reddick. I have no idea. I was just focusing on uh, my restarts and what I had going on. Obviously, there was a lot of cautions at the end, but um, I mean, just the way that things kind of have progressed you know the fr the front and rear bumpers of this car are really resilient um you can really hit someone pretty 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 hard without knocking the nose of your car off um and the rear bumpers are really tough too so uh, you know we saw that at the clash people just being able to go in there and lean on each other front to rear um so um it kind of brings that to light at the end of these races um but but seriously though you know you look at turn one here turn one at indy road course um, they're very inviting corners with a lot of room and, you know, it's just a product of, of restarts and the nature of NASCAR racing and how aggressive, um, all the drivers are. Someone's going to be on the short end. And isn't that what we want? I mean, we, we want that aggression. We, we want all of that to happen. And, and the thing is, you know, Bobby, when we were in the media center, it was like, it was comical waiting for those yellow flags to come out, you know, on those, on those restarts. But I mean, this is what we want. We want that action. And I, I seriously have no problem with it. I mean, I, I think it was just good, hard racing what we saw at Coda. Well, I'm going to use your word, conducive. Uh-oh. You know, tur turn one there in Coda is conducive to tight racing action and somebody getting their feelings hurt. Happened from lap one to lap 75. Yeah. All day long, somebody dove in there, whether they were in a pack of 20 or a pack of two, yeah. Somebody kept diving in there, and it, it's conducive for you know making racing action over there. There's a couple other corners too, but Big Red at the top is the corner that makes the the biggest difference. But I think that um, that it, I think a lot of this extracurricular stuff is is part of it. 
I, what blew it out of proportion was when you were listening to Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen after yeah. the end of it and Jordan Taylor yeah. saying it's the most contact they've ever had in a race car. That's the difference. NASCAR rubbing is racing. That's not just a line from Days of Thunder. That really is the case on any level, whether you go to the Cup Series or down to the amateur stuff that we, you know, the pro-am stuff that we did. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And there was more from Reddick on the restarts because that, that was the whole conversation about the restarts and all of the all of the rubbing and bouncing around and everything. But, uh, I mean, part of the job right there, uh, on-the-job training for those guys, and and I, I can only imagine what that felt like for them. I mean, they're not used to any of that stuff, being Button and uh, and Kimi Raikkonen and, and, and all of the Connor Daly. I mean, this is a whole different uh, environment for them right there. But uh, Ty, hit cut number two. This is uh, Reddick on the restarts uh more in depth honestly wasn't doing the best job on those restarts uh you know a few of the times giving up one two spots um and all but that very last one i'm having to battle for position uh down into the s's which is a very tricky area of the racetrack considering track limits and all those things you know one bump one thing goes wrong you might be getting penalized so definitely putting ourselves at risk there so you know, if I have one thing looking at, at the whole weekend, I could wish I could have done better. Would have been qualifying and um, just cleaned up those restarts a little bit. So, and that's a great point because he was William Byron was killing him on the restarts, and and I, and I do want to touch on that because uh, I, I've talked about this during the week that I, I have to tell you for for all of the bumping and banging and everything that that folks are talking about, the action that we saw with Byron and Tyler Reddick, the racing that they did, that was the utmost respect. And even when Kyle Busch got into the fray right there, that that right there is some of the best racing that I've seen. Those guys, they touched. They touched a little bit, but you could see the respect. Um, other people would have dumped each other, but those guys were not doing it, and that's and that's right there, the gamesmanship. That's what racing is all about right there. I think the racing there was un, was unparalleled with the top two. That's part of why I thought it was one of the best races uh, of the season so far, just because of the competition level. Uh, when, when, you have come down, when you come down to cutting time, Yep. Uh, with pay window opens and it's 10 to go, those guys were racing their guts out. Back and forth, crossovers, front to back, first to second, second to first. I mean, they were just going right at it. And then you throw in Kyle Busch on a couple of restarts over there. Uh, all three of them trying to do their best to get the W. And um, I think that the racing action was great. I don't think, I, I don't, I think Coda's getting too much flack for stuff that's out of their control because the track is the track. Yeah. I mean, they get three or four wide in Formula One going up into turn one, but those don't make contact. They're not full-bodied stock cars. Full-bodied stock cars are supposed to make contact. Right, and and we talked about that, you know, on our pre-race stuff uh, throughout the weekend, and, and thanks to, to to Stu for working with us, and and, and of course to Chad Hastings and Christina, uh, putting all that together. The great folks at Four Loco that uh, were working uh, throughout uh, the week to to get all that uh, happening. But when you start having that, I, I mean, it's hard it's hard for that not to happen. And and I think you touch on something really great right there, BC, is the track just allows that sort of competition. Um, we talked about passing zones there are so many of them right there the track is so wide i mean it affords you the opportunity you you cannot ask a driver to not uh oh man here's all this room but don't pass don't try to make a move if you have a hole don't do it uh, sorry i mean that's i know people will laugh about that but if you have a gap don't do it it um 
to me, uh, I mean, I, I, I loved what I saw, and the racing was great throughout. And, I, I mean, all weekend, I mean, even with the trucks and with Xfinity, uh, I mean, it, it was just an opportunity for um, you got a big-ass racetrack, and folks used it, and they used it up. And that's what you want coming out of the weekend. You want guys, uh, you know, with Tyler Reddick, these, like you said, driving their guts out, these guys were wasted after the race. And that tells you how hard they were working on the racetrack. Well, I guess it has a lot to do with the new package, right? It, it yep. came up a little bit, uh, but it definitely, I think it changed the race for sure. It changed the racing action because this was nothing like 2021 no. or 2022. I mean, nothing like that with the next-gen car last year. So I think that they, they found the package that may work. Uh, it works here. I'm not so much about Chicago and some of these other road courses. Uh, but uh, Richmond's coming up this weekend, so we're going to find out, especially whether or not that it's going to come in and, and be the right package. I still say they're going to have five packages for every type of track they've got before it's all said and done, even though they have this one universal car yeah yeah no doubt and, and and that's a whole thing i mean that that right there a step in the right direction whether and and with the racing that we saw this weekend i i don't know how much of that like you said i don't know how much of that actually had to do with it but the timing of it made it work out to where it was really good racing one of the other stories that uh, I, I i i have i've heard and and talked to people that are talking about the kurt bush effect on all of this and maybe with him being in the booth and it's like, well, you know, Kurt Busch shouldn't be, you know, cheering on his team or the team that he was a part of, whatever. D don't even give me that because you can go back, uh, Ned Jarrett fans, Dale Jarrett. I mean, you can go back and, and test that out. But uh, think about that. So for folks that don't know, of course, Kurt Busch in that number 45 car last year injured, uh, still working on it through concussion protocols and everything that's happening right there um you had to you had to know that was a pretty surreal moment for kurt bush to to sit there and watch the work and again bobby we've talked about this all the podcasts hornfm.com kurt bush everywhere he goes he makes it better here we are again another example right here well i mean you gotta expect him to get a little bit of emotional i mean that's his car the 45 Absolutely. car is his car this was probably going to be kurt bush's last full-time season anyway uh to kind of ride off in the sunset for 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 lack of a better term so he was set to be in this car this season because tyler reddick was not supposed to come over until 2024, 2024 yeah. let's not forget about that so uh the way that that all shook out i mean obviously it, it sucks for kurt bush but uh his emotion there obviously he got emotional i didn't get offended by it i didn't get offended no. by ned jarrett saying come on dale go to the inside let's go let's win this thing um, I think it adds something to the sport. I think it adds the the personality, will the humility of the sport. Uh, so yeah, the fact that he got emotional. They they asked Denny Hamlin about it in the media center, and he said he didn't know. He'd have to go back and watch the tape to find out exactly how emotional he got because. You know, that there's always going to be the option for a third car for Kurt Busch at 2311. That's right. Speaking of that, let's listen to the thoughts of team co-team owner Denny Hamlin talking about uh, Kurt Busch with uh, the win there and Tyler Reddick uh, with Tyler Reddick in the Monster Energy Toyota number 45. Yeah, I mean, it's it for sure would be for Kurt. I mean, he's he was supposed to be in this car uh, this year, and obviously, it you know, with you know, his full-time career, you know, being cut short, it, 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 it's different. It makes you feel different when you see your car going around the racetrack. And, um, you know, as a team, we've been throwing a lot of curveballs, right? You know, we've had 
Um, I, I think last year five drivers in our team in our cars when we had two full-time drivers and that was all we were planning on um, but you know Kurt's been an interest uh, uh, integral part of what we do week in week out he shows up to practices uh, he shows up to our debriefs uh, really help helps with our partners and um, you know just a, a great asset to our team and you know if, if he can just bring one thought or idea to our drivers uh, in a weekend of something that he sees from the outside, then he's he's worth his weight in gold to us. So, and that's what um, he does. I mean, that's exactly what he does. And and I got to tell you, I mean, I know we've talked about it in the past, and Kyle Busch is kind of going down the same road as well to where they – I mean, you remember Kurt Busch back uh, when, when he first came in. You know, it, it was a kid that – you know, he, he got he got roughed up with, uh, I mean, he'd go up there and rough up the veterans and do all the things that people didn't want him to do. But he, um, he, he, he is now, a, I mean, an ambassador for this sport. And for that to happen right there, you have to know. Because it, um, to have somebody else in your race car, the car that, that, that you're supposed to be in, that, uh, that, that's got to be tough. But I have to go back to with Tyler Reddick and Toyota. We talked about it Sunday. Tyler Reddick has been carrying that Toyota flag. And right now, this is where we're going to see if the Toyota camp can go in there and figure out what he's doing and try to, you know, kind of put a kink in the armor right there of the Chevrolets. Well, somebody's got to do something with the Chevrolets. I mean, other than the fact that uh, Ford won la- uh, a couple of weeks ago with Joey Logano, and then they finally broke through with the Toyota win. And those Chevys are still dominant. Uh, when we get back to Richmond, Richmond you wouldn't think of as like a super speedway type deal, but Arrow's important. Uh, I think it's going to be another Chevy show that's going to come through and win it uh, for sure there when we get ready to go to Richmond here uh, you know, tomorrow. That's right. That's right. On to Richmond. That'll be good. And we'll take a look at this downforce package and see what it does on a short track. Coming up, we will dive into that Hendrick penalty uh, situation there. Very interesting end of the week as uh, all of that uh, is starting to shake itself out. Also, got preview the weekend over at texas motor speedway the indy cars and the nascar trucks are down the road in no limits texas that is coming up this is revved up atx on the horn we're live local digital on the horn app and at hornfm.com Revved up ATX on the horn. Saw my reflection in a Randy Rogers right there as we uh, come back in. And I can only, I know Ty, give TMS a chance for crying out loud, people. Come on, get out there. You know, Bobby, it, it, I mean, that, that really does rub me the wrong way. I mean, I, I still, every time that, that we go there, and we can't go this weekend, you know, just from prior commitments, but every time that we're able to go to TMS, every time that I pull in there, it still takes my breath away, man, because that, that right there, that monstrosity sitting right there at the corner of 114 and I-35 is is just really damn cool. It um, it came in, you know, at a point where the boom of NASCAR and all of that. But, uh, man, I'm just glad we still have it, for crying out loud. Well, at least it's still there. Uh, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff to do now, which is great. There's a Bucky's to go to. There's an outlet mall to go to. There's all kind of little shops and all kind of industrial parks. So 
enjoy it while it's there. We're not saying that the demise is coming, but it's, uh, you know, enjoy it while it's there. Hopefully it'll still be there for a long time to go, but definitely uh, give it a second chance. Give it a first chance. Go up there and have a good time. Yep. Going to be a cool time. Going to be a cool time with the PPG 375 on Sunday and the speedycast.com 250 for the NASCAR trucks coming up here uh, in just a couple of hours over at TMS. Speaking of IndyCar, Bobby, did you see... Did you see who is going to be uh, a part of the uh, a part of the Indy 500, uh, whatever they call the pre-race and all that? My man, Brian Adams. My man, Brian Adams at the, uh, what do they call that? The Carb Day Concert. How about that? Brian Adams, man. I, I can do that. I like that a lot. What is this one song? The, the song from uh, Robin Hood. Uh, that old school Robin Hood movie. That's the that's the only Brian Adams song I know. And then I guess the oh, the summer well, of '69 uh, is the other one, right? That's that's the only one you know. Oh my God, that that dude has so many hits, so many hits, Brian Adams. And I guarantee, uh, when they get into that mosh pit over there at at Indy, it uh, man, that that right there, I think that's gonna be pretty cool. Well, Indy's uh, Indy's trying a lot of stuff. We were talking to some of our friends in the media center. They were talking about how much the the indie experience has improved. There's no many talking about hundreds and thousands of gallons of paint that have been put on that place all over the place from Roger Pinsky, giving it that little bit of the Pinsky the Pinsky uh, touch there. So uh, I can't wait to go back to Indy just to see what they've done and see how much the place looks under Roger Pinsky's leadership. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the magical month of May. I think that's going to be uh, really fantastic right there as as we get rolling off with that. Looking forward to the Indy 500. That uh, man. That's going to be pretty cool. That is going to be pretty cool. It, uh, uh, there you go. There you go, Ty. Brought the bell. A little run to you from Brian Adams. It's kind of one of those really good ones right there. Look at that. Look at that. That, that, that feels like indie car racing right there. Sing it to me, son. Oh, man. There you go. Very nice. Very nice. Hey, uh, Bobby, Eli Tomac wins his 50th. 50th, count them, 5-0. Uh, tied for second now in Seattle. Off weekend coming up for Supercross, but how about that? Uh, Eli Tomac continuing to add to the legacy that uh, that he um, continues to build. It's one of those kind of like, uh, you know, when Ryan Villapoto, right? You didn't know how good it was when you were watching it. Uh, now you get a chance to look at it and see. Like when you were watching James Stewart, you knew it was good. When you were watching Chad Reed, you knew it was great. We were watching Ricky Carmichael, you knew it was something special. I don't think we realize how many, how much special moments we've had with Eli Tomac. Uh, so we'll wait and see how many more he's got. But him and Cooper Webb, though, don't count on Cooper Webb out because that's going to be a battle all the way down to Utah at the end of the year. Cuts like a knife. Oh, yeah. So many, Bobby. I guess I have to kind of you know, pony up on that there. We need to go. Check. You and me, my man, need to go on a car ride. And I'll just play you some Brian Adams, dude. So many. I may finally go to Indy just to see Brian Adams right there. Uh, yeah, cuts like a knife. Uh, that, that's a great one right there. But, uh, yeah, 50 wins now, second all-time in the 50th year of uh, – Supercross racing right there, and it does. It continues to be a, a, um, a you know a points battle that is worth watching, and uh, nothing wrong with that. Bobby, I do want to ask you. We uh, obviously we talked about last weekend there with Haley Deegan, uh, you know uh, everything that that she was involved with. Uh, Hayden Deegan in the two fifties. Uh, my man, my man, not making the, the the best of friends right there as a youngster jumping into the two fifties in his rookie year. 
No, not really. Hadn't made the best. He's made the best of his opportunity. Hadn't made the best of friends with everybody. But sometimes it's not about making friends. It's about making that cold hard cash and making waves. And he's definitely doing that. He must get that from his daddy. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets all crossed up there. Uh, the star racing Yamaha, seventeen year old kid, uh, gets into it in Detroit a couple of weeks ago with his uh, with his own partner right there, Jordan Smith. And uh, that that's not a good. That's not a good. Oh, heat of the night. Brian Adams. I'll tell you what, this is a Ty Henderson uh, personal jukebox going. Look at that. Okay, I get it. I need to research more of the Brian <laughs> Adams songs. I get it. I get it. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Rodney. I will make that a uh, you know, add to my Spotify list here to know what to listen uh, to. Poor Bobby on the way home today. He's going to like uh, next week when we come in, he's going to be like totally versed on everything going on uh, with Brian Adams right there as he will perform. Uh, good stuff. Very good stuff. Thank you, Ty. Uh, really cool. Uh, Bobby, uh, before we go to places uh, for races, uh, your thoughts on Mike Joy. Mike Joy, a lot of people hating on my man, Mike Joy. He, um, He's just uh, telling it like Mike Joy reminds me of you and I. He's a very frustrated, lifelong race fan that's tired of hearing about all the bull crap going on. I, I think he called it spot on, though. I, I loved it when he called him out on that last restart on or that last caution flag, rather. Uh, he's taken a lot of flack, uh, part of the uh, just the way that it is with today's social media. And, and he's fought back, too. He's fired back a little bit. He's also issued his public apology, so to speak. Uh, they're on Twitter saying, hey, look, let's just move on. Let's enjoy the sport. Uh, a little too much backlash for me for what he said because I thought it was justified. Uh, but definitely, uh, same thing. The people that uh, claim they never watch are the first ones that complain yeah. enough behind the microphone. Yeah, and, and don't talk crap about somebody that I look up to uh, uh, being my joke. Oh, somebody. Bobby, you got to know this one. I recognize it, yeah. <laughs> Places for races, my friend. What's going on uh, this weekend? Man, I'm telling you, uh, we've had the Xfinity pre-race on in the studio pretty much all morning uh, here during our show. So their race kicks off at noon. If you pretty much park it on FS1 this afternoon, uh, you're going to be set with lots of different racing. Uh, you got the Xfinity Series at noon. Uh, the Truck Series from TMS kicks off at uh, 3.30. NHRI qualifying for the Winter Nationals starts at 6.00. Uh, American Flat Track from uh, Sonoya Raceway there in Georgia, or Bubba Pollard's Bubba family Pollard. racetrack, uh, starts at 7.30. So if you park it there on FS1, you're good for the day. Australian GP kicks off 11.55 uh, tonight on ESPN, uh, runs from 11.55 to approximately 2, 2.15 uh, in the morning. Uh, tomorrow, we've got IndyCar, the PPG 375 at TMS, 11 a.m. Network NBC. Uh, first race of the Cup Series on FS1. Uh, Pre-race starts at 1 o'clock on FS1. Cup Series from Richmond, uh, 2.30 on FS1, followed by the NHRA Winter Nationals. Uh, start at approximately 6 p.m. or the end of the Cup race, whichever comes first. All that on FS1 because baseball's back on Fox. But as long as we got coverage, that's all that really matters. Red Bull for the win in Australia. Let's see who uh, McLaren. Let's see who gets better. For Bobby, for Ty, I'm Rodney. It's Revved Up ATX on the Horn. We'll catch you next Saturday.